0: Well, I got stuck on the word crossroads. <laughs> That's an interesting word and I, I hadn't thought about this experience for a long time. When I was fourteen years old my dad had to go into the hospital <clears throat> and it didn't have to be a, kind of a very serious condition and he was in the emergency room for six weeks. Oh no emergency room, the intensive care unit for six weeks. And at one point he had to have uh, a major surgery and uh, the doctors, uh, you know, gave him a chance. I have no idea what it was to, re- to be able to come out of the surgery, Even they didn't know if he had lived through it. So the night before he had surgery, I saw him on the inner levels and I was talking to him and we were walking and we came up to this crossroads and I've never gone come up to a crossroads in a spiritual journey with somebody before, but there it was. And we're walking along, and my dad stopped and was looking at this road going the other way, and I said, come on, Dad, let's go. And he goes, well, where do you think these roads go? And I go, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know where we're walking on this road. And he said, well, let's stop here and think about this for a minute. And he looked, and he looked, and he looked. And then this man came down the road and said, you're really supposed to go up this way, but you're going to go that way. And uh, and he walked on. And my dad said, now what does that mean? I'm supposed to go this way, but I'm going to go that way. And uh, the dream ended. So the next day, they did the surgery, and they said it'd be about a two-hour surgery. And we were waiting and waiting in the waiting room with family and everybody. And finally, about three and a half hours later, the surgeon comes out and says, Well, I've got good news, but it wasn't good news the whole time. He said he actually died on the table. And uh, we lost him, and we worked and worked, and finally we were able to revive him. But we were really at that point where we were just about to give up and uh, turn away from the table and call it done when all of a sudden he took a breath and came back. And uh, so they went ahead and finished the surgery, and, and he recovered. And he went home, and uh, one day we were sitting there in the living room, and he said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And he says, well, you know, you're always talking about your dreams. You have all these dreams, and I don't really dream that much. And he said, but I had a really, really big dream that was bigger than a dream. And it was when we were in the hospital. And actually, I had a dream when I was in surgery. And he said, in the dream, I was walking down this road, and all of a sudden, you were there at this crossroad. In the road. And you looked at me and you said to me, Dad, you can go all the way on forward. As I was pointing back, I said, You can go forward and keep on going. Or if you go this way, you can come back and you can help finish taking care of your your life in the world with Mom and with me. And it's up to you. It's your choice. And he said, So, I walked on by you. I kept going straight, and I was going to go straight. And this man came down to me, and he said, you know, you really might want to go that way. And he looked down that road, and he looked up the road that he was walking on to go straight forward. And he said all of a sudden he knew he wanted to go forward, but he had to go the other way. And as he turned and he started coming back and he turned to go down the other road, my mom came up and took his hand and and they walked back together. And he said that all of a sudden I was in, this, in the operating room and I was standing there and I was watching them with, working on my body. So he said, what was that about? And so we talked a lot about life and death and life beyond this world and the soul and and all of this. And he took it in, but, you know, he didn't really comprehend or take it all in to the fullest. But the one thing I understood from that experience was, you know, we have a destined time when we're going to die. We have a time here to experience, and then that time when we reach it, we move on. We take the last breath here and move on to what's next. But there's also those opportunities, the blessings of grace from God that we can stay even past that point and continue to work on our karmas, to clear those debts, to work with our friendships and our relationships and build them in a way that we maybe haven't before so that we can complete them in this lifetime and not have to yet come back again and redo it all. That's not often happening, but it does happen. And maybe it happens more than you might think. I know that when I was going through chemotherapy, I saw a lot of people with the same illness I had and different kinds of cancers that I didn't have, die during chemotherapy treatments or radiation treatments. Because they had reached that point in their destiny to move on to what was next. They had either completed the karma that they came in to do, or they were in a place in their consciousness where they were just not going to do it. And it was better for them to move on and start again than to stay where they were and possibly create more karma. And that can happen. If we're not paying attention and we're not really living our lives with awareness and with focus, we can actually be creating more karma for ourselves rather than clearing it. And that happens a lot in this world when we don't have a spiritual focus to be bringing us more present into the loving, into the action of acceptance and forgiveness to where we can clear those karmas. So in my experience at at the chemotherapy lab, I would sit there, and we would be there for hours at a time getting our chemotherapy, and you get to know people, you get to talking to people, both nurses as well as the patients. And it was just very interesting to hear in discussion where people were at, what their thoughts were about life, about death, about what had happened in their life and what they wanted to do in their life. And it was the people that really had a sense of beyond this lab, beyond the chemotherapy, beyond the cancer, and the things they were going to do. And I witnessed at least three times People transform their destiny, just like my dad's destiny was transformed. I saw their, de- their destiny transformed, if you will, because they had made a choice. They made a choice during this process with cancer and with chemotherapy to do their life different. If they live beyond this, they're going to make different choices. They're going to live their life with more awareness. They're going to do things to make things right in their life and in the world. And whether they did or not afterward, I don't know. Because once they left the lab or once I left the lab at the last treatment, you really never met up with them again. But I know it did change my dad's life. And he did make a real effort in his life to kind of get things right inside of himself. I can't say he got everything right in the world by any means, but he did make the effort, and he did make changes. Well, we all have come to a crossroads if we have taken initiation. That, in a sense, was a crossroads. But the crossroads in the initiation is a different crossroads than what I just described with my father or with some of these people at the chemotherapy lab. The crossroads that we came up to was that we actually had cleared enough of our karma that the grace could begin working with us on a journey, on a return home to God, out of this world. We had cleared enough of our karma to begin to make a transition without leaving the body. And so, with that initiation and the grace coming in, our course did change. We decided to take a different path than the path of destiny that we were on. And we changed, if you will, our destiny at the time of initiation because we now are walking the path of the Holy Spirit. We now are walking on an avenue of grace. And we, in that, are taking greater responsibility for our lives, our thoughts and our feelings, our actions and reactions. And we are clearing karma faster and not creating so much karma to create anchor, to hold us in place in the world. We are now freeing ourselves of it. And I think if you look in your own life, whether you're an initiate or not, if you've been doing the meditation, if you have been taking responsibility more for your life, for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and reactions, if you've been doing loving, accepting, and forgiving, if you've been focusing inward and upward and holding a focus of loving with God and opening to receive God's loving, you can see that your life is changing you can see that you are in a place of transformation from the life you were living prior to that to the life you're living today. It's different. And I dare say most of you would not want to go back. And I would have to say, I don't know that you could go back. I don't think you could go back to that crossroads where you got initiated and decide, nope, I'm going to turn and go another way. It just doesn't happen very often. Why is that? Because this pathway is offered, and you have taken that offer to change your life, to change you, to wake up, to take responsibility, to live in the loving to allow the grace into your life and to move in grace through your life to greater freedom. You know, when we began this pathway, we probably had no idea what it really meant. Sounds like it could be a good idea. Sounds like fun. Oh, everybody else is doing it. I should do it too. I want to be a part of the group. Or some people get initiated because oh, I'm going to be spiritual now. I'm going to be able to be psychic and be aware and have all this happen. And there are some who look at initiation as the way out. Boy, when I get initiated, I'll be done with this life, my karmas will be done, and I'll die and go on, and I don't have to come back. Boy, are they ever the ones that are disappointed the most. They wake up the next morning after initiation going, What the hell? (laughs) I'm supposed to be gone. I'm not supposed to be here anymore. I'm done with this. And I've heard a few initiates share that, both in this pathway with Interlight Light Ministries as well as in others. So it isn't always what we expect it to be. But if you look and see what is happening in your life now, I'm sure you will say that there has been change. There has been transformation. Both in your life and possibly even those around you, even if they're not initiated, have been transformed in some way or another through the grace that is present. So we all have come up to our own crossroads. Not just the path of initiation choice, We've come up to other crossroads in our life. Do I get married? Do I not? Do I have children or not? Do I take this job or do I not? There's a lot of these minor crossroads where we have made choices that have transformed our life. You got married and your life changed. You didn't get married and your life changed in another way. You didn't have children. You did have children. All of that includes change. But when you get initiated, more than change happens. You truly are transformed. In that moment, you receive the sacred name. In that moment, when the Holy Spirit is anchored into your consciousness, and that grace becomes present and active in the soul itself to liberate it, you are transformed. You are not just changed. You will see change taking place in the world. You will see change taking place in you. But greater than that, there is a transformation. Because now, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter what you don't do, no matter what you don't say, you are transformed. Because your soul now is being called home your soul now is truly focused inward and upward toward the Lord. And no matter what you try to do to stay active and present and caught up in the world, you're still going to be doing something very different called waking up, waking up inside, being called, being pulled. And that's just a natural part of the soul's movement, and action of awakening. There's a day for every soul in this creation of this physical world of separation where we do reach a point where it's time now for us to return home. We have completed this journey even though we don't know it. We have learned all the lessons even though we have no idea what all the lessons are that we've learned. And it's time for us now to go on and continue the journey elsewhere. The challenge is the world isn't always ready to let go of us. So we're the ones that have to convince the world that it may not want to let go, but we are letting go of it we are going to move on beyond it, whether the world wants it or not. And that's what the grace is really here to do. It's really here to make the journey easy. Easy and grace-filled. So that it isn't a challenge, it isn't difficult, even though it may still seem difficult. But in truth, with that grace present, The liberation of the soul is very easy. But the greatest thing of all is, is that initiation is a guarantee. It's a guarantee that you're going home to God. The grace now is activated inside of you. And whether you do it in this lifetime or the next, liberation is now in action and it can't be taken away, it can't be withdrawn, and you cannot deny it. You have accepted it, you've allowed it, you hopefully have participated in the action, and it is going to bring you home. Quicker than you might think, and probably not fast enough. So why not, in this action, Do your meditation regularly. Participate with this movement of the divine. Choose into God's loving more and more. And allow yourself to truly wake up and have inner experience and know the truth of what we're talking about. Many of you have. Many of you are waking up inside. Many of you are having true liberating experiences From different realms, from different realities, waking up into the greater truth, into the higher regions. The more you participate with this action, the more you're going to be aware of this action taking place inside. And it's all about the inner. It's not about the outer. This pathway is not about... Helping you to get a better job, finding that perfect mate, getting the kids to be right in the world with you and with the world, or anything else. This pathway is about you, the soul, and about you, the soul, getting liberated inwardly, inward and upward. The Apostle John wrote in the Bible when he was discussing with disciples about this pathway. It is what you do in the body, not with the body, that matters. He didn't care what you did with the body in the world, about your career, about what you ate, about what you did, about your actions and reactions in the world. What he was saying was, what you do in the body is what really matters. And what are you doing inside yourself? Are you judging yourself? Are you living in fear? Are you living in anger and pain and separation? Or are you choosing to live in that state of the grace, of loving, of peace, of joy, of letting go more and more of the world outside, detaching from it, and living in those actions of loving, accepting, and forgiving? of yourself and of others? Remember, loving, accepting, and forgiving yourself is the greatest action you can do for yourself and in this action of liberation. It is prime. It really is. If you never forgive anybody in the world, but you forgive yourself inside for all of the things you've placed against yourself, all the choices you have made where you feel you've made wrong choices or whatever it might be, you're going to free yourself of so much. And you'll find that once you've done that inner work, there's very little you have to do in the world. There's not a lot of having to forgive others, having to make different choices in the world because you will be free inside yourself and that freedom will be everything for you. It's what you do in the body, not with the body, that matters on this pathway. Now, a pathway in the world, maybe that's different. Because the pathway in the world doesn't talk a lot about the inner and how to take care of it and how to heal it and how to awaken it. It's all about the outer. But this pathway is not about the outer. It truly is about the inner. And that's where you, the soul, lives and dwells. And that's where you, the soul, comes awake and alive and expresses itself to its fulfillment. is from within. And it's subtle in this world. Spirit is subtle. In this physical creation, it is subtle. So pay attention to the choices you make every day. Pay attention to those crossroads in your life. And pay attention if you've gotten initiated to that main crossroad that you came to and made a choice on. And you chose to continue on a pathway of spirit, of loving, of liberating your soul. It was a big choice, probably bigger than you knew at the time. And it is the only choice that really matters in this world. We make a lot of choices in the world. And we learn from our choices if we really pay attention. But the choice of initiation is not a lesson to be learned. It is an experience of transformation, of change of movement and use new ways and new directions. So someday, when you're walking this path and you get real confused and down and kind of feeling lost, stop and look back and see, why did I get initiated? What was that inspiration that pulled me into this? And see if you can bring back that love, that call, that tug in your heart that God was calling you home and reawaken it, reenliven it and begin to let that again pull you forward if it's not already doing so. And see that you always have a choice. You have yes and no, forward and backward, inward and upward, or down and out. It's all your choice. Somewhere, though, you already chose inward and upward. And if you continue choosing that, you're going to find that that really is the way to go. The easiest way for you to get free of the pain and the sorrow and the anguish and the struggle and the joys and the attachments of this world to where you can live more in just that loving that is spirit. And for some people, when they hear me say this, it sounds like I'm trying to escape or I'm trying to help you escape. And it's not that at all. And I'm not making the actions of the world wrong by any means because that's where our lessons lie. But when you get upon this pathway, you begin to move into that place of neutrality, of loving, loving different from the romantic love of the world. It's a loving of God, God first and God only. And the more you begin to live under that, the more you begin to realize the greater freedom in living in that way, God first and God only. In truth, your soul is one in God now. In truth, you and the Father are one. Not that you and the Father are going to become one. You and the Father are one. You just have gone asleep and forgot the truth of that. And this pathway is about awakening. Just as Rumi said, Wake up, wake up, and don't go back to sleep. So when you find yourself going back to sleep, going back into the great dream, going back into the world of separation and feeling lost and separated, remember, wake up. Wake up is the key. Wake up is the action. Wake up and don't go back to sleep. That's what meditation is about. Every day that you sit and meditate, you're waking up a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Every day you chant that sacred name, you are building the power of loving up inside of you that is ever lifting you higher above this creation and into the realms of spirit. That's what meditation is about. It's an action of liberating who you really are from a place of illusion and fantasy and dream that you are not. But enjoy the fantasy and enjoy the dream and enjoy the illusion while you're here. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? (laughs) For some of you, you can say, yes, it is. Oh, my God, I love it. And for others of you, it's like, what the hell are you saying? (laughs) No, it's not fun. It's miserable. We all have our destiny. We all have our karmas. We all have our lessons. We all have our experiences. And for some, it truly is a challenge. And for others, it is truly a joy. There's no good or bad in either side. It just is what it is for us. We created our destiny and we're now living it. As they say, you are a child of yesterday and the father of tomorrow. That which you created in the last lifetime has come upon you in this one. And that which you create in this lifetime will come upon you in the next if you don't liberate the soul. So pay attention to that. In the East, they say, then become the good parent. Live the good life now so that you create good karma for yourself in the next. Be generous. Give to others. Do for others so that that goodness that you've given to others will come back upon you in the next lifetime. Well, that works. Believe it or not, that really does work. But you also have your lessons that may kind of muck that up a little bit in this lifetime from what you created before. So rather than trying to lay out a blueprint of goodness for the next lifetime while you're doing this one, why not instead take the shortcut and just go inside and up and call it done? Not worry about, I hope I'm creating good karma for next time because I sure don't want to have another one of these lives. Or wonder, have I created enough good karma like I created for this lifetime because I want to continue all this great joy and and wealth and everything else that I have. I would say take the shortcut and just go back into the heart of God. Wake up into the truth of who you are as spirit. As soul, as loving, and be free. Be free of separation, be free of this creation of pain and sorrow and laughter and fun, the world of polarities, positive and negative, and just be in the oneness, be in the peace, be in the loving and the quiet. That's what this pathway is about. And whether you're an initiate here at Interlight Ministries or in another group, it's all the same. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the action of grace. It's the action of loving. But it's only available to us if we keep it alive. If we chant the sacred name, if we live into the loving, if we live with intention of putting God first before us in all things we will see it come alive in us through us, around us and we will live the truth of what initiation and what the sacred name is about. It's not about a group it's not about a teacher it's not about a person it's about you. And using the tools that you've been given. And taking the opportunity that is available to you. This is a great opportunity. This contains great truths and great tools. But you have to pick them up and put them to use. It's your choice.